What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a bonus March Madness edition of What Are You Talking About? My name is Bob. With me, as always, is my older brother, Chris. We're really excited to be doing this. Uh, if you are coming here looking to listen to our normal podcast, this is a bonus edition that we are publishing in the middle of the week, and it's devoted strictly to the March Madness NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. Uh, Chris, let's just get started with the first one. Uh, let's just go region by region, talk about what you thought from Selection Sunday. Let's start with number one, Kentucky. They're still undefeated. They won the SEC tournament. They won the SEC title outright throughout the season. What are your thoughts about this bracket? Well, it's pretty obvious Kentucky hasn't lost a game yet. So in the Midwest region, I would say they are the overwhelming favorite to get to the Final Four. Whenever you had a team that's 34-0 in a power conference, uh, I think that's a pretty resounding statement. We talked them up on our last podcast a lot. I think we both picked them to go 40-0, not to ruin any surprises for this bonus edition, but uh, they've been the most impressive team in all of uh, men's basketball. How can you say anything else about them? I mean, they don't have a loss to their resume. They have been tested. They played in a power conference. They... 34 0 won both the regular season and the tournament champion. I think that it's a pretty clear cut that they are the favorites to get to Indianapolis and, and win this Midwest region. Absolutely. Do you see when do you think the their first challenge will hit? Obviously, they're playing the winner of Manhattan, New Hampshire, I think, is a playing game for their first round. Like, what, what do you think will be their first challenge projecting out? Well, that will not be their first challenge. <laughs> Um, projecting out, well, let's, let's not go by my bracket for now, um, (laughs) because my bracket's a little crazy. I could see if Purdue gets by Cincinnati, they got some length, that could be an intriguing, uh, second round game. And just so everyone is aware, I do not acknowledge the first four games as the first round. The first round starts in the round of 64, so... (laughs) The second round is the round of 32 for purposes of this podcast. You, prom- you promised me you would, you would say that, and there it is. I don't think this will be the last time you say that, this podcast. Oh, no, that'll be the last time. I, I just wanted to make it clear for all our listeners out there that when I say the second round, I mean the real second round, the round of 32. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think uh, if Purdue gets by Cincinnati, which is not a given, being an 8-9 game, and Cincinnati's a solid team, uh, I think that could be an interesting challenge for them. Honestly, I think Kentucky got a pretty good draw. Um, yeah, I think they got a really good draw. I think that they should uh, win the Midwest. Uh, I, I don't see a team that's that's really going to challenge them. Maybe Notre Dame, if they can yep. get to the Elite Eight. I think Notre Dame really impressed me in the ACC tournament. But I don't see a team in this region that's overwhelming, that, that's a strong number two. I think all the strong number twos were placed in other regions and rightfully so, because Kentucky is the number one overall seed. They should have the easiest path to the Final Four. For sure. Yeah, it was interesting because Calipari was talking all week about how the tournament was going to screw him over again. And I think they that either that talking or just what they did in the season gave them a really easy bracket. I don't think they're going to get challenged till the till the Elite Eight. I don't. I only think Notre Dame and Kansas have a have a re- legitimate shot at beating them. And fortunately for them. They have to play each other just to get to the Elite Eight. Uh, yeah, Kentucky has as as easy a cakewalk as you can in the in the tournament for sure. Um, or do they have to play each other to get to the Elite Eight? Because 
Here's my first shocking one. <laughs> I got Wichita State in the Elite Eight. Do you really? I think the Shockers are going to shock some people and pull some upsets. First off, they've been dying to play Kansas. And I think that's probably the most intriguing potential second round game of them all if it comes to fruition, of course. So you, th- you I think, think they're going to get State, out? You think they're going to be Indiana? Yeah, I do because I, I don't. I, I don't think Indiana is that impressive. In fact, uh, if we're doing some bracket advice, I would pick against a lot of Big Ten teams this year because I don't think the Big Ten was that strong. That's true. But um, I think the Shockers are going to come into that Kansas game very motivated. I think they're a little underseeded. I think that they, you know, I, for whatever reason, the mid majors. I think we're a little disrespected in this bracket this time around. I'm trying to give them a little love. Yeah, uh, it might be a common theme in this podcast. Well, I think, but I think Wichita State has has a good team, and and people forget they were the undefeated team last year in the bracket, and two years ago they got to the Final Four as a seven seed. They're a seven seed again. <laughs> I think I think things are lining up for them. I think that they could. I think they're going to the Elite Eight. I'm picking them. That's that's a risk pick for me in my bracket. Yeah, I mean things were going well, but until the they got to their conference tournament they lost in the first round i think that's why they're they're seated a little low and they went undefeated last year and they lost in in the second round so uh i i actually this is gonna be the first team we're disagreeing on because i actually picked indiana to beat them wow man so there we go that's that's something we can talk about next week I really hope that doesn't happen because I'm going to look real bad if Indiana <laughs> wins. And I picked them to go to the Elite Eight, and you picked them to win in the first round, lose in the first round. That's not good. Yeah, I, I'm looking at this bracket, and really all the lower-seeded teams, I don't see really a big upset coming other than Indiana and Wichita State. I think Notre Dame and Kansas, they're going to be there. Maryland's going to get through uh and then obviously Uh-oh. they're going to run to the train wreck of Kentucky. But okay, <laughs> what are you going to say about Maryland? Yeah, I'm going to pick another upset here, Bob, because I think the Buffalo Bulls in their first ever NCAA tournament are going to be so excited to be there that they're going to pull a couple upsets and get to the Sweet 16. You're, you're trying to win the billion dollar challenge, aren't you? <laughs> well, no, to do that, you have to, to pick a perfect bracket. Yeah, that's what you're trying to do, right? No, obviously I'm not trying to do that. I'm picking a lot of upsets. <laughs> that's not how you pick a perfect bracket. Okay. <laughs> this this is the fun part for me in March Madness. I like going out on limbs when I fill out my bracket. I like mm-hmm. to uh, pick a lot of surprises because you can't pick all the favorites. All, these crazy upsets happen all the time. And I'm not saying I go too crazy, but I definitely pick a few teams that a lot of people might not think about. And I don't think West Virginia and Maryland are that overwhelming. And I think that uh, Buffalo uh, could certainly uh, surprise some people. I've got them going to the Sweet 16 just on a whim. It's their first ever NCAA tournament appearance. I think they're just going to be very excited to be there and and very excited to prove some people wrong. Okay. I watched a lot of the ACC tournament. Notre Dame made me turn my head a couple of times, and they made me take notice. So I I think they're going to ride some momentum into this tournament. No, certainly. I mean, the conference tournaments, it's tough because sometimes it's tough to tell anything by them. I mean, UConn rode the lightning uh, to the national title one year. Uh, There was an article on 538 saying how the conference tournament performance uh, isn't all that big of a deal. Uh, So it's hard to to infer much. But to to, to your point about Notre Dame, I agree. I think that they 
really turned heads in that conference tournament. They kind of they've always they've had a strong year all year, but I don't think they were getting it talked about a lot. And I think what they did in that conference tournament really put them on everyone's radar. And I'm certainly not saying that it's going to be a walkover that Wichita State's just going to breeze into the Elite Eight. But I think that they're going. I think Wichita State is being disrespected here. I think they're going to get to the Sweet 16. I think it'll be a great matchup with Notre Dame. And I'm just going to pick the upset. So All right. there we go. You pick the upsets until they run to Kentucky, and then and then you see some reason. Well, there. I mean, I mean, Kentucky's just yeah. I'm not going to be picking against Kentucky. Yeah, they decimated Arkansas today. It was a little hard to watch at yeah. times, but. Well, yeah, I've given a lot of upsets. You you don't seem to be picking a lot of upsets in the Midwest, so maybe, maybe your upsets will come later on in the in the bracket field. Yeah, I got I got a few, but that one seems pretty cookie cut to me. Yeah, that 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 one seems pretty straight and dry. But I, I think that the lack of strong higher seeds could lend itself to some upsets. That's why I feel pretty good about my picks. Okay, we'll see. But, we'll see very shortly. All right, man. So heading eastbound, who do you got there? That's Villanova's bracket with. Uh, I believe Virginia is the two seed in there, so the the V and the Vs. Yeah, well, Villanova, I always have my doubts about. Well, actually, correct that. I've never had my doubts about, but they've always burned me in my bracket pools. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I have my doubts about them as a team, even though they've put together a really strong, well, well played year. Uh, just looking at who they have to play, though, NC State could de- could definitely beat them. Absolutely. I think Villanova is the most vulnerable team in that round of 32, just looking at who they have to play and who the other one seeds have to play. If NC State can... Are, are, can are, go ahead. Does that mean you're going to pick NC State to get to the Sweet 16? Uh, you know, you you made out your whole bracket, but yeah. I, I, okay, yes, I will pick NC State. They're going to beat Villanova. We're in agreement. Oh, all right. Sweet. Aha. <laughs> Fifth toughest schedule in the nation, NC State sleeper team. Yeah, for sure. I mean, talk about Notre Dame not getting love in the ACC. NC State, nobody talks about. And I think they had a yeah. had a really good year. Oh, I think they did too. Uh, I mean, they played in the ACC, so you know they're battle-tested. Uh, I heard on the selection show that they played the fifth toughest schedule in the nation, and I kind of circled that in big, bold letters. But let's not overlook LSU either. That's another team that didn't get a lot of hype. Um, I think they had a big letdown in the conference tournament, and they've been a little inconsistent. I wouldn't just uh, pencil that in as a walkover for NC State, but I do think if they can get out of that game, I I like them against Villanova. For sure, for sure. I like Northern Iowa as well. I think they have a chance to to turn heads when they play against Louisville because that'll be a high-profile game, and I I think they could pull that out. That is, if they play against Louisville. Don't tell me you pick Wyoming. No, it's not Wyoming. It's UC Irvine. Oh, you're picking. I thought you were talking about Northern Iowa. You're picking UC Irvine over oh, no, Louisville. No, no. You're picking the Anteaters. Yeah, I'm picking UC Irvine over Louisville. Wow. <laughs> Explain yourself. They have a seven-six kid, the tallest kid in college basketball. It's their also first trip to the NCAA tournament, and Louisville. They've kind of tapered off down the stretch here. I think ever since they lost Chris Jones, they haven't been the same. And even before that, their offense has been kind of shaky. I don't know. I think that they might get upset. Okay, but you're not your bracket though. Who you you have UC Irvine advancing? I do, and I have Northern Iowa or Iowa beating them and getting to the Elite Eight. Okay, I I have Northern Iowa advancing as well, but I have them 
actually playing Louisville. So somewhat of an agreement, but wow, you're picking the Anteaters. Impressive. That's man. You are, you have no fear in this bracket. <laughs> well, what do I got to lose? I mean, first off for the record, we're, we, we do the write it down section for all our bowl predictions for our bonus March madness prediction. We're, we're, we're making too many bonus bowl predictions to write them all down. Yeah. We're just, but trust me, if, if I screw up, my brother will uh, let me hear about it next bonus edition. For so. sure. And we're, we're going to throw, throw our brackets up on, on Fenley when, when we fill them out. So you can, you can call us out as well. If I miss anything when he's wrong on all these picks. Yeah. I might as well just file this bracket now i'm going on the air with it so <laughs> it's it's set in stone man <laughs> but anyway this this bottom half of the east region is probably the most intriguing half of the entire bracket to me no for sure because i think villanova or excuse me not villanova virginia is the most vulnerable number two seed yeah absolutely i i don't think they they have the the person that can just carry them through if they have an off game. And I think that that is very scary in the tournament when a team can have just one good game and, and, and pull through. So yeah, I, I agree with you, Virginia, they're never fun to watch. So it's, it's really easy to pick them as the most vulnerable. And I, I, I agree with you. I think they're going to beat Belmont, obviously, uh, even though I'm living in Nashville now and Belmont's right around the corner. But, yeah, they're going to be Belmont, but whoever wins that Georgia-Michigan State game, which I think will be a really good game, uh, they're, they're going to give them a run for their money, and I don't think Virginia is going to get out alive. Neither do I, and I'm about to make a really bold prediction. Michigan State is going to the Final Four. Ooh. <laughs> that Seven team impressed seed. me in the Big Ten tournament. They have a lot of guys who can score. They got They got Valentine. They've got some really good players who can just kind of take over a game. I like them. I think they're going to beat Virginia and I think that they are going to uh, win that region. All right. That that's that. All right, man, you're, you're just flooring me with these picks. I, I'm, I'm backpedaling this whole time. I definitely have Michigan state advancing into that sweet 16. Uh, but you know, Oklahoma I think is good and they, they didn't have a good big 12 tournament, but uh, I think they, they're talented, and they could give them a run for their money, and that might be the end of the road for Michigan State. I think it's going to come down oh, to those two teams. I, I think Oklahoma is a very deadly team as well. I, I actually think that Sweet 16 game is kind of like the regional final. I think whoever wins that game is, is probably going to go to the Final Four. I, I think that would be the toughest test. But uh, I like the Spartans. I, I watched them a lot this week because I'm, I'm a Big Ten guy, so got to see them play a lot this year. And... I don't know. I think just think Tom Izzo, well coached. They got got a lot of players who can light it up. I think they're going to do it. Okay. Okay. Knowing my luck with these bracket pools, though, I'm really setting myself up for for a big, big time fall. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, so. I, I like that we're throwing all these ideas out there, and you know, come next week, you're either going to be saying "I told you so" so many times, or I'm just going to be laughing at you and. And, well, the rest of the world will be laughing at you too. Yeah, but uh, hey, man, it's all good. Yeah, you wanna let's move to the South region, or do you have more to say? Well, well who do you think is gonna go to the Final Four from that that region? Uh, this this is can we? This is the one I I haven't decided. I haven't been able to pick pick one out yet. Can we? Can I come back? Sure, sure. We'll we'll do a two be continue. We'll 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 leave everyone in suspense for your. Pick. Yeah, I'm still working that one through in my head. 
right. And your Michigan State pick just totally threw me off, so I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the South region, though. You got Duke number one right. and Gonzaga number two. I like Duke. I actually have them going all the way to my final four. I think they're they're just way too talented to to be slowed down. Um, yeah, I, I think Duke's going all the way, and they have a really – a really easy schedule. I mean, San Diego State versus St. John's in their round of 32 matchup. I know very little about either of those te- two teams, so I-, I have to see the Duke Blue Devils advancing. Uh, who do you have? Yeah, I got Duke winning that region. And, I mean, you look at their Elite Eight draw. I mean, Utah is not overwhelming. Georgetown, my nickname for Georgetown is Georgetown Letdown. I blind pick whoever they're playing in the first round just because they always seem to lose there. <laughs> um, I mean, San Diego State is solid, but I, I just I don't see anyone in that Sweet 16 draw beating Duke. I, I don't think they'll struggle until they get to the Elite Eight when they, in my bracket at least, will play Iowa State, who I think is a... A team that looked really good against Kansas in the Big 12 championship game. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think that they'll they'll get to the Elite Eight. And, you know, Gonzaga always seems to be good enough to get there, but not good enough to get far. And everyone kind of has been waiting for the last 15 years for them to get over that, that you know, that, that hump or hurdle or whatever you want to call it. I don't think this will be the year, though. Yeah, I mean, I think Gonzaga will get, get to that that's sweet 16 but i think the winner of smu iowa state whoever they played uh, i think they're going to bounce them out iowa state they seem to already have like that cinderella magic going even though they're the number three seed but uh just some of the comeback victories they've had the last few games have been really impressive i think about smu and how emmanuel moutier almost played there this year how much better and intimidating that team would be with him because they're, they're 20th in the nation right now that that would have been a scary team. He went over to China though to play instead of going to SMU. But yeah, I see Duke. I see Duke going the, all the way, and then I see Iowa State being their elite eight matchup. Yeah, I think this is probably the most straightforward of all the regions. Now that I said that, it's probably going to have like twenty upsets in it. Yeah. But everyone on TV when uh, SF Austin was announced, like, kind of hyped them up big. So just taking their advice, I advanced them to the Sweet Sixteen. Hmm. Yeah, I know nothing, not? nothing about SF Austin, I, 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 but uh, yeah, I really don't know much about them either. But I mean, everyone, everyone on the selection show hyped them up, so I said, "Hey, why not? I'll take another chance." I've only taken a million of them. Okay, but yeah, go, going out west, the number one seed in the West is Wisconsin. That makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. After after coming back to win that Big Ten, and then they shut Michigan State out in that OT. That was a statement win for sure, and you know having Frank Kaminsky helps. They they have they've had a really good season. They're definitely deserving of that. Yeah, but I was going for the fact that they're the number one seed in the West. Oh, Wisconsin <laughs> in the West. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I just went Fun right stuff. into it. <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> but Arizona being the number two seed out there makes a little more sense. I mean, I understand why they do this, the geography. There was no real West Coast team as a number one seed, so one of them had to play out there. I just think it's funny that the West Regional number one is Wisconsin. But shockingly, even though Bo Ryan has had them playing elite-level basketball for a very long time, this is the first time they've ever had a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. That is pretty surprising. They're always there, and they're always competitive and talented. So, yeah, that's really strange. Yeah. 
And it's funny, I actually have no upsets in this region. I have all four top four seeds advancing. And then I have Wisconsin playing Arizona in the Elite Eight. Who do you have going on? Wisconsin. All right. See, I have Wisconsin versus Arizona, but I think Arizona is going to pull through. They're 18, 18 and 0 versus RPI top 50. No, RPI top 100, which is kind of impressive to me. Um, they got they got skill and talent, and I think it, they they they've they've gotten better. Um, that's going to be a really good game, though. Wisconsin versus Arizona. Yeah, yeah and one thing to keep in mind is uh, because it is in the West, Arizona is going to have a bit of an advantage uh, as far as you know the neutral site will play into Arizona's favor. So I do agree. I, I'm not saying Wisconsin's just going to breeze walk into the Final Four. I, I think they'll also struggle with North Carolina. I think Carolina's coming together late here too. And I think Baylor is a team to watch uh, as far as, uh, you know, uh, Arizona is concerned. But I think those two will survive. I think that's going to be a really good game. That could be a one of the games of the tournament. Um, but I think Wisconsin's going to move on. Uh, they were so impressive against Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, Kaminsky's a beast. I think that they're going to get there and have a much-anticipated rematch of last year's Final Four with Kentucky. I think that's a matchup a lot of people hope comes to fruition. Yeah, that that would be a good match. That would be, that would be really good. Man, I forgot North Carolina was in here. I don't know. I don't know if Wisconsin can get by them. They they they've just turned a corner since that first Duke game that was ridiculous, and they ended up blowing it. But since then, they've just been on a tear, and they played really mm-hmm. well in the tournament. Uh, man, that's gonna that's gonna be a, a this is a gauntlet. I think I think the West might be the toughest. I, I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the West is supposed to be the toughest one because you have the number four yeah, overall number one true. seed against the number five overall seed or the top number two seed, and and they generally stack it that way. And so, you know, I, I gotta I gotta admit the committee did a really good job. I think all the teams that should have gotten easy draws got them, and 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 the teams that that shouldn't have didn't. I think it's a pretty balanced bracket, all things considered. And honestly, um, you know, I, I don't have many complaints about about the decisions that were made. Yeah, me neither. Also in the West, it's good to see Kevin Ware's back with Georgia State. Did you notice that? Yeah, I was going to mention that. I, I was actually kind of hoping that they would play Georgia State up against Louisville in the first round because I thought the seeds were close enough. And it turns out they were off by one or so. But yeah. you know, it, 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 I thought that would have been kind of cool. But but either way, yes, you're right. It's it's great to see Kevin Ware back in the NCAA tournament. For sure. He had a good he had a good tournament too today. He, he scored a lot of points. Um. All right. Yeah, we we plowed through that. <laughs> yeah, we did. So moving to the final four, projecting outward, I've got Kentucky versus Wisconsin and Duke versus Michigan State. You've got Kentucky versus Arizona and Duke versus the mystery team of the East region. Oh, man. I'm looking at the bracket now. Ugh. You know, you know who I actually I actually did write down a team before we even started and I was a little shy to say it, but you know, you've you've inspired me with all your bold picking. I'm I'm going Northern Iowa. Oh, yeah. nice. I like it. Northern Iowa versus Duke. I got Duke winning. It's going to be Duke versus Kentucky for me. So I got Duke versus Kentucky in the final as well. I think that's a final I would love to see and a lot of people would love to see. I know it's kind of chalk, but that's the matchup I've wanted to see for a while now. I think those are the two best teams in college basketball. And uh, I think we're both picking Kentucky to go 40-0. and 
Yeah, I would feel a little foolish if we had that podcast last week and I didn't pick Kentucky. Nothing's yeah, changed. No. I mean, they they plowed through the tournament this weekend. Uh, yeah, they they're so good. They're so good. That so there we, you have it. The final that won't happen, Kentucky over Duke, because we picked it on this podcast. <laughs> it means that two other teams are going to play for the national title. We are sorry, Wildcats and Blue Devils fans, but that's how this stuff works. Yeah, very true. And I actually wouldn't mind it if that happened. That'd be exciting. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it would make for an exciting time. Look, no matter what happens, this tournament's going to be fun to watch. And I also would like to apologize to the Wichita State Shockers because I've also cursed you as well. I, I'm a curse. If I pick you in this bracket... You're not going far. So another March Madness advice for all of you listening. Anything I pick, just pick the opposite and you'll probably win your bracket. <laughs> so fun times. Um, but every year someone is always crying. The 69th team is always uh, kind of pounding on the door saying, what about me? What about me? Uh, personally, I have no sympathy for any of them. Because this isn't like college football where, okay, I could see TCU or Baylor or Michigan State football this year deserving a spot in the tournament. I could have seen it. Yeah. I, because it's only a four-team tournament. Yeah, for sure. But I, I don't cry much for the 69th team. No, no, neither do I. I don't – nobody stands out in my mind that um, is, like, missing out on, on the tournament. Um you know, I understand that some of the smaller name schools preference is probably given to some of the bigger name schools in, in a bigger conference, but at the end of the day, there's 64 teams in there. You have four extra teams in the playoff. Uh, yeah. If, if you're not good enough to be the six, be in one of those 68, then it doesn't really matter. I, I, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. There were a couple surprises to me though. The only thing is I was surprised to see Dayton in a play-in game. I thought they were a little better than that. And the the the, the guys on uh, Bracketology said that Texas and UCLA were teams that may or may not have been deserving. But then when they lofted up the potential replacement candidates, you've got Temple, Colorado State, Old Dominion, Richmond, Murray State, and Miami, Florida. And none of those six jump out at me either. It's not like I when, – when they showed that graphic, I'm like, well – I can't really make a compelling argument for any one of them. Like usually there's a team out there that didn't make it. Yeah. That's just like, wow, they had like a 20 RPI. How'd they not get in? You know, but there wasn't that this year. The only one I kind of feel bad for is Murray state. They won 25 consecutive games at one point. Now I know that I think 20 of their total wins came against guys who weren't even ranked in the top 150 RPI, which is not good at all. But 25 consecutive wins is still pretty good. And if you want to Google a pretty cool rant, just Google uh, Dick Vitale's rant about it. It was kind of funny to see him uh, rant about it. And then Jay Billis used the word blasted about 100 times. <laughs> yeah. So that's gonna that, that was kind of entertaining. Yeah, it was good and a little awkward but, at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, Jay Billis just kept saying blasted. They got blasted. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing, man? I mean... Do you love that word or something? I don't understand. Brought in your but, vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, I know. And well, I mean, he generally has a pretty big vocabulary too. I have to watch him with a thesaurus sometimes. So, yeah. Um, but but when I looked closer at UCLA and Texas, it's like, well, I mean, I actually kind of think they were slightly better than anyone who was on the bubble. I, I don't have anyone out there who I'd champion for or 
say really got robbed of a of a bid. Yeah, no, I mean, none of those teams jump out. Uh, yeah, I think Texas and UCLA are are they would be in that group of teams that we are talking about right now if they weren't on the tournament. I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not sad about missing out on Murray State being in the tournament because in, in actuality, they probably wouldn't have done too well. And, you mm-hmm. know, it, when next weekend is over, we won't even remember who was who were the first four teams out. Exactly. And, and to me, everyone says there's a power conference bias, but there's also a reason for that. They do play tougher competition. And at the end of the day, when you pile up 20 wins against teams that aren't even in the top 150 RPI, it's just hard for me to say that you played a tough enough schedule for me to take your record seriously. You're going to have to win your conference tournament to get in. I'm I'm just sorry. I I know Murray State, 25 in a row, it's impressive. But at the end of the day, I'm a strength of schedule guy. I'm a guy who's like, all right, who'd you beat? Quality competition. And I feel confident saying that Texas and UCLA played tougher competition than any one of those teams I just named who didn't make it for sure big question All right. is this the year the 16 seed rises up <laughs> and beats a one no <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well i've got three number ones in the final four so unless it's villanova yeah that, i'm gonna be in big trouble that'd be a bracket buster for sure. Oh, it would be the <laughs> ultimate bracket buster. Yeah. What if Kentucky loses in the first round? Wouldn't that be insane? Yeah, that would be in- incredibly insane. That would uh, shock the world. That would be insane. Yeah. That would be kind of awesome, too. No, it would be. That would. I mean, they go 34-0, and then they become the first one to lose to a 16. Yeah, because I I know nothing about Manhattan or Hampton, but I'm I'm almost guaranteeing you that they probably their tallest dude is probably like six eight, and they're probably <laughs> all, you know, like fourth year seniors and, yeah, that would be amazing. I hope it happens because that'd be awesome, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Well, it's not just that it's it's this Kentucky team that's been so dominant that's like nine deep and thirty four and zero. If they lose in the first round, they become the first one to lose to a 16. I know people in Louisville would party. like They would burn the city down. Yeah. Even if the Cardinals lost in the first round, they would still party like they won the national championship if that happened to Kentucky. Yeah, for sure. It's not going to happen to Kentucky. No, absolutely not. But so who do you who who is your your bracket sleeper? Uh, I know we talked about we went through all of them and, and kind of projected out, but who's the one team that you see going going a lot farther than anybody really thought? Well, the, well, the two I highlighted are two seven seeds in Wichita State to the Elite Eight, and then Michigan State all the way to the Final Four. Oh yeah, uh, like you, I also have Northern Iowa in the Elite Eight, and you have them in the Final Four. So, you know, we got we got a couple out there. Uh, that are you know pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know if Michigan State can be considered a true sleeper though, just because their name is so big and they're still coached by Tom Izzo. That I, I wouldn't say that if they went to the Final Four, it would be that shocking. Yeah, kind of like last year when Kentucky was an eighth seed, probably the most talented right. eighth seed ever. Right, and and so I, I feel like when these big names are are seated low, uh, it's just. It's not that shocking if they if they make it to me because they have the pedigree. Yeah, for sure. 
I'm looking at this Xavier yeah. Ole Miss BYU playing game. That I don't know. Maybe it's just the names that are doing it to me, but that could be intriguing to me. Six yeah, Xavier 11. and BYU, uh, assuming BYU wins, would be an intriguing matchup based on their history um, in the tournament, not against one another. Yeah, Xavier's had a lot of tournament success, so they're, they're certainly going to be a tough team. And there are a number of teams out there who are going to surprise, uh, even ones that we didn't talk about because we're probably overlooking them too. Uh, but that's the beauty of March Madness is that uh, – Really, I mean, it's a one-game tournament, so all you need to do is get hot for one game or, or the team you're playing get cold for one game, and, and you can have a big upset, and I, I guarantee you that's going to happen, and it's going to happen fast this week. I mean, it always starts off kind of slow and smooth, and then the bottom just falls off in the first round at some point, and it's awesome. Absolutely. I, I love this weekend. It, it's it's ridiculous. The things that happen are so unexpected, and uh I always, our mom makes a bracket and I always have the memory of her just tearing it up after the second day of the tournament. (laughs) I'm like, you can't do that. That's not fair, but, (laughs) but she beats us most of the time though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Mom is so smart and so talented and and so lovely. You're doing that because she's listening. I don't know. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so we're <laughs> so we're doing this every week, yeah. right? Yeah, man, we're doing this every week for the NCAA tournament. Um, so next week we'll be back recapping all the picks that we screwed up, and uh, I will probably be eating some sort of crow because I've picked so many upsets that they're not all going to happen. But uh, you know, that's the fun part about March Madness. The number one key to filling out your bracket is don't worry, just have fun, go with your gut. Don't worry about anything. If you want to pick all 16s, fine. You're going to have a quick bracket life, and you'll be able to enjoy the rest of the tournament. For sure. But, but yeah, we'll, we're going to have two podcasts uh, f- throughout the entire NCAA tournament. Next week, we'll be recapping the first round, looking ahead to regionals. Hopefully, our, at least our final four picks are still intact so we can feel a little good about ourselves. But anyway, you guys... Come on back, subscribe to our uh, podcast via iTunes, FamilyRoadSports.com. We'll certainly have some more content on the blogs about March Madness. And we'll be back next week with another bonus edition. And uh, it's going to be great. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon, Chris. All right, man. Take it easy.